welcome and good morning to each one of you, my dear friends and brethren in the Lord. And let's continue to study the Word of God in the book of Acts. And let me read to you our text for today in the book of Acts chapter 14. And we are reading in verse 1 to 7 in our English Standard Version. Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both, both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and questioned their minds against their brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derby, cities of Liconia and to the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. So from Antiochopsidia now, they are moving to Iconium. And Paul and Barnabas, as the custom was, they entered into a synagogue. And as was their custom also, they speak or they spoke in the synagogue about the gospel. They shared the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel inside the synagogue. And let us take note that wherever Paul went, they will go first to the synagogue because the gospel, according to Romans 1.16, as Paul said, is the power unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the design of the Lord was that the Jews should receive the gospel first and then they are going to share it to the, to the Gentiles, to the world. That was what the Lord Jesus Christ said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 before he left to heaven. He said that you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the ends of the world. So the Jews were, cho were chosen by God as the instruments of the gospel instead. But because of the rebellion and rejection of the Messiah, the gospel would be preached to the Gentiles. And that the Gentiles will have the chance really to hearing it from Paul himself, and we will learn that later. Because of the preaching of the gospel, it was expected that many will hear and believe. As a result, a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. There were multitudes, multitudes of people who believed. And as described here by Luke, as many as were appointed to eternal life had believed. So this is the truth that we can see in preaching the gospel, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or the gospel or the word of God. But there is a truth in the Bible that God appointed the souls and, and people in the past before eternity, as Ephesians chapter 1 says, we are chosen before the foundation of the world. So there is a reality and a truth revealed in the scriptures about 
God elected those who will be saved. But they won't be saved also if they do not believe. So this is the balanced truth that you have to receive from the word of God. God elected, they elect. God predestined them to become the children of God. But there is also a responsibility of men to believe in Jesus. They won't be saved. They won't be part of the kingdom of God if they will not believe on Jesus. So this should be this should be the two angles that we need to, to see in order not to skewed, to be skewed and to make ourselves emphasize one neglecting the other because both are important as revealed in the scriptures. Therefore, based on this, let's seek and create opportunities for people to hear the gospel. We don't know who are the elect. We don't know who are appointed by God unto salvation. We only will know it when we are going to preach the gospel because people who will respond most probably and truly they are the ones who are chosen by God to receive the salvation that he designs in eternity. So let's remember that, that it's only by the preaching, proclaiming of the true gospel that people will be saved. Those who have been chosen to receive the salvation can respond by faith. It's the only power unto salvation to those who believe in Romans 1 verse 16 because they hear the word of God. But the leaders of the local synagogues fell to jealousy. They were jealous. And they were like the Jews or the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem who pushed Pilate to crucify Jesus. They coerced and they, they had manipulated their way and their, and their selfish and wicked desires by influencing Pilate to crucify Jesus. We can see that account in Mark chapter 15, verse 6 to 15. So they stirred the Gentiles and questioned their minds against the brothers, against the Jews, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what they did, or what they are doing, they were doing this time, was a reflection to their, to their father, who is Satan. According to John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus described Satan as the father of lies. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, the non-believing Jews, that you are of your father, who is the devil, and he is the father of lies and deceptions. Now later we can see in Acts chapter 20, verse 29, that when he gathered the elders in Ephesus, before he will leave, he warned them, he warned them that First wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twice things, twisted things, to throw away the disciples after them. So Paul warned the, the elders in Ephesus that there will be a time that there will be false teachers. First wolves will be... Um, going against the, the, the gospel um, proclamation and they, will, they, they, they are in ships or in wolves in ships clothing. So 
this is the the reality in in preaching the gospel and proclaiming the gospel the devil also is doing his part to obstruct to to oppose the movement of the gospel that God's work and ministry will not move on now we ask this question how did Paul and Barnabas react because of these people they remained for a long time speaking boldly for the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands so the apostles themselves Paul and Barnabas was not intimidated. They were not intimidated. They speak or they spoke boldly the gospel. Their message was evidenced by signs and wonders. It was an authentication that their message was true. Truth defeats lies and deceptions as light dispels darkness. Truth will always prevail against error and falsehood. As light always defeats darkness. So we should be encouraged today that despite of what the world will do, despite of their refusal to receive the gospel, we have to preach the gospel anyway because it is the only power unto salvation to those who believe. So as a result here, because of the preaching of Paul and Barnabas, the city was divided. The people in the city of Iconium was divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with apostles. The reality is that the gospel prompts us to two choices. Not so many choices, but only two choices. Either you and I are to receive the gospel or to reject it. There is no neutrality in the gospel. Either you believe the gospel or reject the gospel. There is no in-between. In fact, in the gospels, particularly in Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 to 39, Jesus had warned us here about the conflict within the family because of the gospel. Let me read Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 to 39. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I am not come to bring peace, but the soul. For I have come to set up, to set a man against this, his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than, more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, that was a long read, but you can read it again yourself, but Jesus was warning us here that the gospel, once we embrace it, means the, you know, the feeders of others, means that 
it might affect your immediate family. So they might not be happy because you believe the gospel. And that's why Jesus has warned us that through the preaching the gospel of the kingdom, it can bring peace towards the earth or it can create trouble because there are, there are a lot who reject the gospel. That is why we need to be realistic. There are two responses in sharing the gospel. Either one will believe or one will not believe. There's no neutrality. One will never say that, oh, I, I will I won't believe the Bible that, or the, the gospel is true. I won't also deny that that is not true. That's not possible because there is no neutrality in our relationship with the Lord. You cannot call a, 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 a lady who's carrying a baby that she is half pregnant. She is either pregnant or not. You cannot call her half pregnant or half not pregnant. No, there's no such thing. That's why we can call somebody as born again Christian at the same time. He is an, uh, a non-believer who is not born again. You cannot be, be in the center. You cannot be putting your two legs in soap and, and in, in two bankas, in two to the Galcanus or two boats, which are running towards different directions. Either you believe the gospel or you reject it. And disobedience or delayed obedience of the gospel, delayed obedience of trust, is an expression of trust, distrust. I hope that you will resolve in your heart that. The Lord Jesus Christ is worth following. I mean, He is our Savior and Lord. He did everything for us. He died at the cross when we were sinners. Let's respond by offering our lives also to serve God. There's no greater privilege apart from serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for your word today. Bless this to our hearts, Lord, so that we'll become um, true and uh, not, um, not uh, uncertain, but we're very certain of our decisions to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, thank you for reminding us that we don't need to manipulate people to believe the gospel. We just need to preach to them the gospel. Thank you that you are still in the business of changing lives, especially to those who believe you. And I pray that we will really grow in our passion, in our love, in our gratefulness because of what you did at the cross. And this we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm.